This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Terrace here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me is also my buddy, my cousin, pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Malika. But before we ask John how he's doing, everyone, I need you to go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please make sure to leave that comment. On top of that, if, you don't, if you're not subscribed to the podcast at all, make sure to go to any audio listening platform and subscribe to this pod. We're on Spotify. Apple, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. On top of that, we are on YouTube now. Make sure to go to the channel, subscribe. And while you're over there, we got Winning Picks Weekly. John and video producer Greg go down the NFL slate. They're going to do some NBA betting as well. They're going to give you their takes. Make sure that you're locked and ready to go whenever you place money on the line. All right. And then last week is out. Let's go. Let's go. And then last and certainly not least, Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you name it, we are there. But John, my man, how are you doing today, bro? How are you feeling today? So you're texting me saying you're up in spaces. You become a Randall apologist somehow. Magic, I don't know how this is Dude, happening. It is I, quite it, a change of events. Things are happening. I mean, uh, who was shocked that we got smacked by the heat? I, I, don't, I don't know what that really changed. I mean, the, the Cavs... We, we were really upset about that one, too. I mean, all these teams are really good. But here we are. Apparently, I'm the Randall apologist. Everyone is freaking out. We are 50 games in here. And we have fired the coach of the year. We have fired. We have, <laughs> we have, we have traded away our most improved player after we extended him. We, and all from doing nothing. We did nothing this offseason. I, I don't understand where the change was supposed to come from. We still didn't get a point guard. We still have issues, the same injury and foul issues at center. We have RJ, who is a microwave, and he's starting to maybe cook for a little longer, but we still don't have a shooting guard who could play defense. Like, I, I don't I don't know. So here I am, a Randall apologist, because he's eight and a half feet away from the bench during timeouts, and apparently that's the <laughs> most important thing in the whole world. So here I am. Like, I'm, I'm not the biggest Randall fan on the planet, but I, I don't know. I, I, I just... Well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. We have, you know, we have Ari from Manhattan here and we have a lot of trade talk to get into with the trade deadline coming up. And I just don't see the answer. Like, I don't know. Uh, let's get into it. Alex. Let's get yeah, into it. Yeah, for sure, man. Let's get into this. And as John said, we got returning guests almost a year to the day. We got Ari from Manhattan, Knicks fan TV franchise caller. All right. What's hey. all right. We got, what was it? Three time. <laughs> Three-time Battle of the Fan Champion, right? Right, baby. <laughs> oh, my Four God. times now. Four times and, now. And then he makes oh. the announcement. He had to make me sad last night after <laughs> watching the post-game today this morning saying, he's not going to take on Papa left. Come on, man. I was looking forward <laughs> oh, to man. this. That, it we, was, wasn't that, but we'll get into it in a second. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't oh, that. man. Well, we got Ari here today because we got to talk, man. We got to talk with, with the man who's been calling it. For a year plus now, especially since he dropped here, got to trade Randall. So before we get into that, before we get into that, Ari, what is your? I know you you go on Knicks Fan TV. When I'm there, when I'm not there, we hear you, we hear you, we know your feelings on this team so far. But what are your feelings on this team right now? <laughs> all right. So first of all, before that, before that, uh, it's not that I'm not 
I'm putting down, I'm, I'm temporarily retiring from the battle of fans champs. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm, I'm over it. Like, you know, I just want to enjoy my life. You know, <laughs> when, I'm ready to do it, when I'm ready to do it, I'll come back and I'll pick and choose. It'll be on my terms. I'll pick the, I'll pick Papa left. It'll do the venue I want. We'll blow it up, but it's on my terms. If he wants Man. to challenge me, it's on my terms. But besides that, in regards to Floyd Mayweather over here, I like it. Yeah, this is like rough and rowdy Knicks fan TV right Listen, here. Man, like I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here. I'm not a you know a show pony over here. You know, it's when I, I want to do it at this point. I've earned that right after my Randall call. But um, yeah, man, state of the Knicks. Listen, if you're gonna be honest, if I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm gonna say I, I kind of like it, man, because now we have to sell the vets, man. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to watch it burn down. Obviously, like. Right now, like today, it's like a, a train wreck. I'm not happy what I see on the floor today. But the number one most important thing to me was, you know, which direction we're going to go into. And I've always said from last, I said it from, from two years now, even before I came on the pod, um, you know, my, I want to build around the youth. I want to do a real rebuild. I don't want to chase these fake uh, four seeds, um, try to compete when it's, when it's too premature. We're not a win-now team. We shouldn't try to make win-now moves. And if we have to be in complete dumpster fire in order to change Tibbs and have the front office acquiesce to the the rebuild, <laughs> then I'm then I'm all for it. So um, it's an absolute garbage what I'm watching, but in the long run, hopefully we'll make the right moves. So that's where I'm at. Okay, and and just to and just to so when you say you want a complete rebuild, because some people hear that and think tanking like. That we're just right, losing out, bottom line, bottoming out. You want to like just build through the youth that we have and make them like the the core centerpiece moving forward. Is that what you want? So rebuilding and tanking, it gets it gets connotated the same, but it's different. Tanking means, in my opinion, losing on purpose or trying to get to trying to get a high draft pick. When rebuilding, in my opinion, means just where your priorities are instead of prioritizing necessarily winning this game you're gonna you're gonna prioritize player development and you know giving them minutes and 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 having them grow and you fall and you let where the chips fall as they may i'm not trying to lose on purpose i'm not trying to trade all the vets i still keep taj i still keep Derek rose but like you know it's about a priority like i'm still okay with making you know cheap upgrades you know bringing in a, a cheap vet you know to help this team fill a need but I think the focus needs to be instead of trying to make the playoffs, trying to you know go somewhere. RJ Barrett's playing nice. Let's 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 keep feeding him. Let's see what he's capable of. Let's bring Cam into the mix. Let's get quickly some more minutes. Let's get Obi some more minutes. Grimes definitely needs more minutes and prioritize that first. But that doesn't mean losing on purpose. You know what I'm saying? It's different. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. I'm I'm all for developing. I like the idea of that rebuild because as we're seeing right now, man, it's ugly. And I was like, you know, I was on board with saying, hey, let's do some of these cheap upgrades this season. Bring in Evan Fournier, bring in Kemba Walker. Let's see what you can do. Let's see if we can run it back and still develop some youth. But at this point, you know, and I think it's it's obviously deeper than what's on the floor. There's there's something going on in the locker room. There's something going on with like the communication between the coaching, everything. Because for this to be so out of whack from what we had last season, I I, I don't know how you go a complete one eighty. Where, yeah, like one hundred percent. What are you bringing back? Like we got smacked in the playoffs. Like yeah, you brought it back, and here we are. Like what are you bringing back, dude? Like this is continuity. It. 
continuity for foundation this is, this, is conti- this is continuing what happened in the playoffs like like we all want the last year's regular season Knicks and especially during that nine game winning streak I agree with you I, I wish we were there that's why we keep putting Burks in that starting lineup and we just we that was an anomaly like that shouldn't have happened Okay, mm-hmm. that nine-game win streak when Burks is out here scoring, th- you know, twenty a night and and act like Anthony Hardaway, like that is an anomaly. What happened in the playoffs? That is reality. Exactly. And, and we and we resigned those guys. So we resigned Randall. Great. We got Noel back. Amazing. Right. We we resigned Burks. Sounds good. Rose is hurt. We still don't have a point guard. We added Kemba Walker. He's minus a million. Like, you know, like uh, no matter what stats you look at, he's terrible. And then we signed Evan Fournier. He doesn't fit this team. He he is literally Alfred Payton. He comes in the first quarter. We run like three plays for him, and then we don't see him for the rest of the game. <laughs> he's he's like like I don't understand what we want from what we want from this team. We honestly we got what we ordered. Like, we, like we think that we were just gonna spend like ten million on a couple guys, and that's it. Like we were gonna we were gonna eclipse what we did last year. It just doesn't make sense to me, and that's I why I don't think, understand I don't why you want to cut tips. Like you want let's cut tibs now. Okay, yeah. Sounds oh no, good. No, like, no 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 no. I'm like, not I'm not ready to cut <laughs> just, tibs. Whoa, hey, oh hey, no players. One thing, the coach. I'm not trying to have that much turnover. But I think the expectation is, and it's not even necessarily going back to being the four seed and and making a dent in the playoffs. You hope that you can continue on winning and create like some sort of foundation for these young guys to see. I think that's what was the, that's the plan. If anyone thought that there is no way you could convince me saying this team was going to go to an Eastern conference finals. We had people out there saying that hell no. So that a mile away that this team was not going to do that. If you could at least, if the, if the, if the max ceiling was getting to a second round playoff and, and like second round of the playoffs and an exit, that was a max for this team from the get go. But what we see right now is that with Kemba Walker, as you point out, he doesn't fit. Evan Fournier doesn't fit. And the fact that the fact is that Tiz wants to run this team like last season instead of adapting to what we what we added. And it's, it, I think there is actual talent on this team. I just don't think they all fit. And then we are asking these guys to do it. it's like, hey, Kemba Walker, I want you to be an off ball shooting guard. It's like, bro, I have not done that my entire career. Yeah, I need you to D up and switch on screens. He's like, dude, what are you talking about? Have you watched my film? <laughs> like, this is now I am here. No, go ahead, Ari. What do you got to say? <laughs> no, no. So I'm, I'm literally right. I'm literally right in between you guys. So obviously, I think that they, they wanted to bring. When you have all these, like, if you, I've been on Knicks fan TV, so a lot of the ex players come in and they always criticize the Knicks for not having any continuity. It's a new group every single year, right? And that's the whole problem. So the front office was thinking, all right. We made the four seed. Let's bring back these guys. And in the playoffs, what got exposed is that we had no shot creators besides Randall. So they didn't end up getting Kemba Walker, who, yeah, he's a he's not good. He's a flawed player. But one thing he can do is get his own shot. Whether it goes in or not is different, but he could get it. <laughs> Evan Fournier has shown flashes in Orlando and even a little bit in Boston that he could create. He was able to create his own shot also. And they got him back. And then they wanted to bring back everybody else and just take some pressure off of Randall. That was the whole idea. But the thing about it is what is that number one, the pieces don't fit because Kemba, Fournier, Randall, RJ, Burks, they all need the ball in their hands to be most effective. So now you have five guys who cannot play off ball really on the same team. All right. That's number one. And number two, you know, it's what John said. Like last year was the anomaly. Because 
listen, you know, let's face it, man. Like there was a global pandemic and there was no fans in the stands and you weren't allowed to leave your hotel room. And, and like people were legitimately scared, like really scared about COVID back then. Um, and, you know, the travel restrictions and the practice, everything was completely different, man. So what I, what I agree with John is, is like, you know, these, you know, Alec Burks, you have, he's been in the league for like, what, seven years. You have enough data on him to know that he's not a 30 point per game score. <laughs> so and then point time, guard too. Forget yeah, 30, point, point, like, guard 30, so 30 point, it. 30 point starting point guard. That's what yeah. we ask of Alec Burks. <laughs> so you know, he's not that guy. This is, and this is my whole thing about Randall. You know, he's not the guy from last year. Cause you had six years of data before that saying he wasn't that guy. That that's what I'm saying. Like you knew that that was the anomaly. Like if you know statistics, his performance last year was multiple standard deviations away from the normal he does, right? And that's why people are so shocked. People are like, "How did he, like?" It's, it's like I was watching Carton, whoever the hell he's with these days, and it's like, <laughs> it's like this must be the large, like the, the the fastest fall from grace out of any New York star on any team. And in my head, I'm like. He had, the, he had the fastest rise of any New York star. That's it goes up fast, it comes down fast, bro. It's like, yeah. it's fucking it's gravity, fine. bro. It's just like, stop. <laughs> it's like buying Zoom at like 400. It's like, <laughs> I'm, getting wha- I'm getting whacked in that, dude. I'm getting violated <laughs> in this shit, dude. Shout, shout out to Zoom right now as we're Too on the Zoom platform. Oh, we're on Zoom. I didn't even think about that, actually. <laughs> it's like Con Edison, bro. You live in New York, go buy some Con Edison stuff. Yeah. Put the lights on. <laughs> Unfortunately, my stock picking is not as good as my basketball calls, but yeah, that's my take, man. So I'm in, I'm in, I, I agree with both of you. I'm in the middle, but they should have saw this coming. Yeah. yeah. So, so here's the question. Here's the question, right? Like, what do we do now? <laughs> like, oh, like I, we should have saw it coming. We should have saw it coming. We, we did or we didn't. We tried to do the continuity thing. Jeff Van Gundy's making fun of us in prime time. Yo, Jeff Van Gundy. If no one watched that game, I, I live, I live, as you guys know, I live in Boston, so I, I don't get MSG like every single night through League Pass. So I got, it was forced ESPN, and I loved it, man. I was like, yo, I've been saying this shit from like, I've been saying this, like, especially when it gets to like guys who are just, there's, there's no energy, there's no, there's no continuity, there's nothing, and you have a hundred million dollar man who's not playing like a hundred dollar million dollar man, and that just, that shit bothers me. Especially when, you, like, I can, I can tolerate if it didn't. I wasn't expecting Randall to be like a forty percent three point shooter. This, this elite, like mid-range shooter over like with toughest shots possible. I, I expected somewhere to come back down, like somewhere in the middle from what he did in New Orleans and what he did last season. But this right. is a drop. This is like, a this is a massive yeah. drop. And the fact that you can visually watch this guy choose when he feels like playing is just my biggest gripe with this guy. Like That's I can, I can, I can tolerate you going out 110% every night and it's not falling for you. I can deal with that. I can't deal with you being like, you know, I'm not, not, I'm not feeling tonight, man. I'm not going to make my rotations. Yo, I, I'm I'm going to jog getting back on offense. Yo, we have a fast break opportunity. Let me bring the ball up and go my pace and then back your way all the way down from the three-point line and then get double teamed, triple teamed, and cause a turnover and then throw my hands up because no one else moved for me. Like, I can't tolerate that shit, bro. I can't tolerate that shit. <laughs> no. uh, listen, I'm actually, I'm actually with you on this point. So I've been labeled as a Randall apologist today because I got on spaces with my boy, Holito, who uh, runs it, him and Cedric. And uh, I hate Sean. They run the spaces every day at noon after the game on Twitter. And so I've been seeing Holito at the games. He's like, dude, you have to come on spaces. I'm like, all right, I'll get on the spaces. And 
it was just so much going on. And I ended up being the Randall apologist because on one hand, it's just not his fault. Like, it's just like the actual like wins and losses are, are not his fault. The, the fact that the starting lineup stinks is not his fault. It's the fact that they don't have a point guard and their shooting guard doesn't play defense. Okay. It, that's, that's just, that's just, the, that's the actual answer. However, I am a hundred percent on board with you, Alex, like the way he, and that's why the Knicks fans are so emotional, right? Cause like we're putting in so much effort. We hear, we talk about it every day. We're in the spaces. We, we we're all over our own media. Plus we show up to the games. Like we're tired, right? We're tired of this. Like we had, we, we smelled that like sweet smell of fourth seed playoffs, like home, home court. Like we, we smelled all that for one second and now we're back here. So we're pissed. I, I agree. But and the big, there's a big but. Julius Randle acting the way he is, is my issue. Like, I agree with you. If he's shooting baskets and it's not going in, no problem. If he's being a little passive aggressive and playing point guard because he doesn't have a point guard and he's like, everyone's mad at me because uh, I shoot the ball too much here. I won't shoot. Kind of like what Kobe did, right? And that's his boy. That's his mentor. So I, 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 I'm with him. But. And again, like, yeah, I have to go back to it. Like watching him score four points, like not look at the basket, the first half of the Pelicans game, or, you know, just like, it's one thing to like sit on the bench, like Alfred Payton and like kind of look disengaged. It's another thing to like stand outside and stare at the whole team while they're talking. Dude, like that, that was a weird image. It really was a weird image. And so, he's so making wild. a point. He's not doing this like, He's not doing this like, oh, my bad. I didn't like, he's like, no, I want, I know people are taking pictures of me. I'm giving you the thumbs down. Look at me, look at me 25 feet away from my bench, like staring at the team. And then on top of that, decides not to talk to the media because that's, that's the the one. This is the, he talks to the media after they beat the Clippers. He'll talk to the media on a win when he plays, when he drops 20, but dude. Okay. Here's the thing. That's what I'm saying. saying. Here's the thing with the media. and, And I think this is why I I'm, I guess an overall Randall apologist. We know as Knicks fans that James Dolan and the New York Knicks control the media. They control who, what interviews you do, who you talk to, when you talk to them and everything. And on top of that, they paid the fine, right? To just give away the answer here. They are the ones that took it. So the fact that they're treating Randall like this, I think that's what's shifting everything because Evan Fournier is like, dude, what are you guys talking about? Like I was told that when I come here, I have to act a certain way, do this, do that and take it. And he's watching Randall. He's like, this is not what's happening. What's going on. So there's a different standard for somebody. This is the whole shit. That's the issue. That is the the whole shit. Definitely a different standard with Randall within the locker room. From the play, from from out everywhere. Everywhere. Yes. And I think this yes. is a good point to let Ari go, come in. So Ari, what do you want to see with this? I know you, we talked about Bleach Report come out with Burks, Walker, Fournier on the block. We that saw was Windhorse, ba- though. That wasn't Bleacher Report. Yeah, you're they right. Just, they just sorry. copied they, they aggregate, they aggregate. You're right. You're right. It was yeah, Windhorse. Yeah. They just aggregated it. Uh, and then you had Windhorse Ian Begley. Yeah, <laughs> Windhorse is real. Bleacher Report <laughs> likes to create things. And then, yeah. and then we saw Ian Begley say, Randall, he's out there. there, there there's talks about Randall now. Randall, the Magic Johnson of Knicks reporting. Like, you know, it has to be real. Yeah. yeah so what are you thinking? All right. What, what are the moves that you're going to, what are the moves that you, that you see that you want to see? I should say, what are the moves that you want to see? Oh, good. That's make? easy. I want to see every single vet go besides Derek Rose, Taj Gibson, Gibson, just because of his, he's like a real vet and, you know, he plays defense and like, you know, you can't trust these bigs staying healthy. So you need 
some kind of insurance. And Derek Rose, the reason why I'd keep him is because he's has the most cachet on the team, probably the most respect. And he's the only vet that I could see making people around him better. So I'd keep him. But Burks, I mean, he's been trash lately, but I thought you before he was playing pretty nice before recently. I thought maybe you could get a little Marcus Morris situation and like maybe get like a late first, like a 28th pick or something for him. I would have done that. Um, Fournier, I, I mean, terrible guy. He doesn't fit on this team. He doesn't play defense. And, you know, with, with RJ Barrett ball in the way he is, and now you have Cam Reddish, I don't see the point in taking up 20 million a year from him. So I just, I, I literally just get him like it. I don't need anything for him. You could take this guy, <laughs> keep them, keep just get the book money off my books, right? Like get the money off my books type thing for him. That contract is not team friendly, regardless of what anyone says. And obviously, the elephant in the room, man, is is uh, Randall, man. And listen, um, I think it's best for both parties to to part ways. The way he's acting sounds like a guy who demanded a trade or someone who knows he's getting traded anyway. You're not gonna go to New York media, you know. That when you're not going to talk to the media after the losses, when you stand in away from the huddle, when you're not making rotations, you know you're going to get shit for that, man. And he's still doing it. So it sounds like he knows he's, a, he's on his way out or he wants to get out or he requested it. Um, but in the long run, um, you know, to John, to, to about John, um, you know, he didn't have a point guard last year and he played, he, he balled out. You know what I mean? Alfred Payton's not a real point guard, bro. He's all right. D. But- Rose was. D Rose was, but he was playing garbage with D Rose was playing today this year also, dude. He was pretty, pretty whack regardless. Yeah. And his yeah, Reggie Bullock was a real defender and Evan Fournier is not, but that has nothing to do with shooting 41% from two, 30% from three. Um the whole the whole the whole entire team. I I must have went to like the last like six games I attended, we didn't hit one free throw. Like, like we have oh, free throw. Yeah. throw. <laughs> and we would have we would have beat the Cavs. We would have been in right there with the Hornets. Like we would have been like a real contender in like nine or ten of these games that we lost. Because but none of them were because of Randall. None That's of them what I'm saying. Randall. It was because Grimes hit shots. RJ's balling out. Okay. Mitch is That's playing fine. like a beast. Like, that's why. It's not Randall who's like doing this. You know what I mean? Okay. And that's why I think we should trade these guys because the people that are contributing right now are Grimes, is RJ. Um, You know, quickly, every, you know, he was pretty whack like yesterday but he still has flashed is like mitch has been a beast which is like a whole different he i don't even know what to even think about the mitch situation but you know like <laughs> i mean i wouldn't hate it if they trade him because i think it's the same situation as randall i think contract years man these guys really go hard i think they oh, really go hard in their contract years dude that's why Randall, you know, when Randall decides to play hard or not, he didn't decide last year. He's like, I got, I got tens of millions of dollars this, on the line. This is my biggest fear because you always bring this up too, saying what, what what's weight off to pay this last season. And here's my biggest fear is that even with Randall, because he's getting paid as like the 45th best player in the league, which you put him around the Drew Holiday area with the cap that's going to go up to like, it's 112 right now if it goes up to 119 next season. And then in a few years we have the CBA done. You're gonna have max contracts. If Steph Curry was ground big at 200 million, they're saying after the next CBA it's gonna be 300. So it's gonna be talk about like pennies relatively to what it will what his contract actually would be. So and this is just where I'm getting at. If we waited and he did another contract year like this, and then we gave him the max, I'd be shitting myself. I'd be like, yo, that 
I'd be thinking about like a, an actual match for that guy. So I'm actually happy he has this type of money because I think somewhere in there is a third like option on a team that's with the right guy. Like if he's paired with someone like who has like that alpha personality, like someone like a LeBron James, someone like Bro, a Kevin Durant. Forget I, all I feel that. Like that if works, he was works. on Memphis, if he was on the Memphis Grizzlies right now, he'd be in the MVP talk. He'd be oh yeah, because 100%. it's not his team. Yeah, if it's, if it's as long as it's not his team, I feel like he can have that mentality to go in there and be that type of guy. That's just yeah, my opinion. I have mixed feelings about that. I see what your argument is. So my my whole thing was that don't pay him, keep him, and and have him prove it again that it's real. But what you're saying is because it's another contract year, he would have proved it was real. Like he would have played harder and actually like done it right. And we don't know if it's we won't cool. know. Yeah, we, we won't. Know. We'll never know. We'll never, we'll never know. know. But what I will say is this. People did not expect Julius Randle to be that nice last year. I felt like he snuck. I felt like a little Jeremy Lin stuff. Like he kind of snuck up on teams. Oh, for they sure. They weren't really keying up on him. He wasn't the guy. So they weren't really playing him hard. And then you had the COVID situation. These people probably didn't even want to play. They were like, whatever. I think he capitalized on that. But, you know, I, I don't think he listen. I, I don't I don't hate Randle as a person. Same. I don't hate him at anything. I don't wish harm for him. I know, listen, I, I don't feel sorry for the guy at all because he's making $117 million. I don't care if you get booed, but I could understand how it can be difficult for someone in his position to deal with that situation. Not that I empathize with him. I wouldn't. I'd switch places with him like that. But I get it, the mental aspect of the game. I just don't think he's I don't think he's built from New York, and I think he's a win-now player on a team that's not ready to win now. Why not trade? Like, even if he was playing really well, He's not fit for this team. Like, he's not fit for he's – he's, he's in 28 years old, 27. He's ready to win it. He's trying to – he's in his prime. This team is not winning anything with him as the best player or even the second best player. You could trade the whole farm and bring in Spider Mitchell. You had Spider and Julius. It's a second-round exit. It's like – it doesn't make sense for him, regardless of how he plays, to be on this team. Now you just had his stock drop. So now you're not going to get as much from him as you did last year. But you can still get rid of him so RJ could – Get the ball, man, and, and let him run plays, dude. <laughs> I agree, man. Give, give right, so what's the, the trade? What's the trade? For Randall? Like, yeah, like you you have Randall right now. You said maybe you mentioned real quick that we should have maybe traded him last year when the stock was high. I would have been the, the, the first person on the line to, to burn down MSG if we trade if we trade Randall last year in the middle of a the bet almost the best season in a in a decade and a half. Okay. Right. So I would have lost my mind. So we're sitting here. I, I get where we're at, and I agree with you. You know, I'll I'll take you and your word, right? I, I and you're the GM, Ari. Like you have Randall here. You could trade him on February third, right? Which is in a week, and then you only have a week to figure it out. So you have between February third and February tenth to They've trade. They've been figuring Randall. it out way before then, man. They've been figuring this. I'm they've been saying. making taking calls way before this. <laughs> I'm just saying, you only have a week to actually make the deal. So. Ari, like you're sitting here, you're talking, Randall's not a fit for this team. He's built for now. We're trying to fight for the future. We know his contract. Like, what's what's the move? I mean, listen, I, I, I actually never thought that they would even consider trading Randall until the reports came out today and, and just what's going on. So I haven't really thought of, like, a target. But, like, for example, last year, Vucevic got two first-round picks, and he, was play, he had a better year than Vucevic last year. Can't go wrong with picks. Because you can flip that in an eventual spider trade or whatever, so you can never go wrong picks. I don't. You're not gonna. Get, I don't think you're gonna get two first rounds for for Julius these days. But I'd either I go for either a I'd go for a draft capital or I'd go for a stretch five or I'd go for a point guard. 
but I don't like, I, I, I wouldn't, everyone's talking about De'Aaron Fox for Randall. And I think overall that would be a better move, but I don't want, it's not going to do anything really. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't like, I'd rather have, like if, if you told me today, we that's the trade. And I'll be like, all right, whatever. Because I just think Randall's that toxic for this team, but Darren Fox can't shoot. I don't want a point guard. that can't shoot. I don't think that's the answer either. I'd rather get a one first round draft pick for him. Dude. Or, you know, dude, Darren Fox is making, up, up until 37 mil up to 2025, 20, 26. So it's not yeah. a, I don't care. We'll see. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. do that. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That's that, that, that's what, that's what's like annoying me a little bit because, you know, and that's why I'm fighting, you know, in the Knicks spaces with a seemingly like everyone, I seem like a crazy person, but it's just like, I don't understand the light, everything on fire. Randall sucks. Let's trade him. Like for who? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, Alex, for who, bro? Like, for for who? (laughs) I mean, I would... Look, man, if so you can get a point, like, to Ari's point, like a stretch five, like, that means... The deal that means, you have to get rid of, that means you have to, you have to you do the resign of Mitch. Yeah, you'd have that to means move you have Mitch Noel too, like on the all... books. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all but that if stuff. I, if I'm moving Randall, I agree with Ari's points, like the guys I'm looking at. I'm even looking at to even for another wing, like to even put next to RJ, even though we have Cam, like, because Cam's yeah. still unproven. Like, anything, like, if you can get talent, just bring it in. We'll figure it out. We, we, we need talent regardless. But a point guard, like, I don't, like, De'Aaron Fox. The contract is meh. As Ari pointed out, he doesn't shoot. I don't think he makes the team better. I think that just puts us in a situation to build around De'Aaron Fox. Not really the way I'm looking to do it. It's that. not the answer. He is not the answer. Exactly. So this is like the issue when it comes to like moving Randall. It's like, to your point, John, who do we move him for? I mean, if you want, you, here's something. What if you moved him? And this is, here, here's one. Portland. What if you moved him to Portland? You take CJ McCollum with that, with as an old Older guy, and you get some draft capital with him. Just bring, just bring him over. Would you do that? No brain, of course. Okay. What the fuck? You think uh, you're gonna get CJ McCollum and the draft pick for for Randall? No, I don't oh, think so. No, no, no. I think well, you're. We gonna, would give out. Uh, we no, would we give out the draft picks. Yeah. <laughs> we oh, have we to have give out the draft picks. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Ooh, that's um, the thing is, and, and he's making he's making almost ten mil more than Randall, and like, what is he gonna do? He's gonna eat up. Like that's my dilemma with a CJ McCollum, a Bradley Beal. You're you're you talk about Tibbs and minutes. Like RJ is gonna diminish if you bring in those types of guys. Like yeah, those, those are RJ's position. So that like the only uh, like from my perspective, if you need to trade Randall, if it's too toxic, if you if he needs to be traded, honestly, go to Utah. Go to Utah. That's another good spider. That's a but, that's like a, yeah. but. But that's the, the only thing is you have to like concede with the fact that this is not going to fix your team. No, of course you're, not. You're, yeah, no. you're honestly going to get worse because the second unit has been amazing. And we, we hate talking about it, but the second unit has been amazing with IQ, who Tibbs played last year, Grimes, who Tibbs is playing this year, right? Like those, they're holding down our second unit. And then Obi, who also played a little bit last year, obviously not that much this year because of Randall. And now we're throwing, we're going to throw him in the starting lineup. So it would be Donovan Mitchell, RJ, and Obi Toppin. Like, that's a I, terrible starting lineup, if, you, if I'm being honest. So even though Mitchell sounds great, he's an all star. So the, we're going to get rid of Randall. It just it doesn't sound appealing, bro. So then this is where it goes to Ari's point. Then you just try to get as much draft capital as you can if you got to move yeah. off of Randall, which yeah. that's probably the more likely option then. You just say, go to Portland and say, hey, take Randall, give us some draft capital. 
I don't know if you maybe if you could try to get Anthony Simon whatever package deal you can do, bring that young guy in because I like the way he's been hooping, but. That might even be a stretch. Got to target the small market teams that have to overpay for stars like Sacramento, freaking, you know. I mean, okay, Utah win now, but like Utah, yeah, like the teams that you know. If we can get SGA from OKC, I mean, I'll give them what I'll give them whatever they want. I'll drive Randall. Oh, I mean, mean, that's no brainer. But yeah, I think I think I think the draft picks is the smart move because. You're freeing up cap space and you're building draft capital. And yeah, you're not going to, you may not be better. You may probably be worse maybe, but like, what does it even matter then? It's like, you're not going anywhere anyway. What's you're not going anywhere for the next couple of years. <laughs> What's the alternative? There's no, like, listen, there's no way to slice a cat the right, like skin a cat the yeah. right way. There's no hundred percent way. If you have Randall on your team and you trade everyone for Damian Lillard or Spider, you're a good second round exit. There's no world in, in that's possible with Julius Randall on this team that is going to be a contender for a championship. So you cut the losses while it happens. And you want to sell it at the high point, but whatever, it's too late. Cut it now. And that's it. That's the way I look at it. And build around the youth. These we listen, we're in a different situation. This is what I this is what I was thinking today. It's like everyone's tired of like the lottery playoff, like not making the playoffs and stuff like that. But this is the first time we actually have like young like a young core, like a real players. Like when Melo was on the team, we had no draft picks. We had no young guys. All right. With Stefan Marbury and Zach Randolph and all those guys were capped out. No draft picks, no future. We have Grimes. We have RJ. We have Reddish. We have quickly. We have Obi. That's the five guys right there. Not even including Mitch. If you want to resign them that are, that are, that are young guys that are going to be able to contribute on winning teams. Grimes, RJ, are guaranteed pieces on a uh, on a team. Reddish has the talent. Reddish has the talent to do that, right? Quickly, it may not be. Maybe he's not a star. Maybe he's a six man. Whatever. He could. These guys can play, man. And it's like we never were in that situation. And I think that if Leon Rose just understood, if these guys just knew that like the Knicks fans could get behind a team that's losing, so long as we have talent on the team and we're and we're building the core together. We could take those L's. They're different types of L's than the mellow years when we had, we were capped out and we just sucked. We had no future. We actually have a future. We play it right. We could take these L's, man. No, that's a fact. It's not Quee Anthony early. It's not uh, Lua Munson. <laughs> What's the fucking guy's name? So, Alexi Shred. Alexi Shred. Oh, oh, I miss that. Yeah. <laughs> At least he gave us some productive time. So he are, gave us something. Are those untouchables for you? Uh, I mean, listen. I, IQ Grimes and RJ because uh, and Mitch because I feel like those four and I guess Obi like Obi or Randall but if everyone's Obi, trading Randall so yeah. it's got to be Obi right like you need those five they can't be traded yeah I mean listen at the end of the day man is there any like the Luca's on the block you're not gonna trade these guys like you probably would you know what I mean but like they're not on the block that's yeah what, I know and but, that's why we're here that's why we're here Ari because all we're hearing is the nonsense the craziness right Knicks fan yeah, TV yeah, yeah. people are calling in let's trade Randall for you know for one one somebody wants a sandwich and the other one wants LeBron right <laughs> like there's, there's Deontay there's, Murray there's, people are like <laughs> they just make this up in their head man Deontay <laughs> Murray's Deontay not gonna Murray. be available he's not gonna be available let's <laughs> Richard Randall in a second Rather for the yeah, call, like, call Popovich and tell him, yo, you want Randall on your squad? 
Like, what do you like? How's that conversation gonna go? No, he'd so, say, he'd, be, he'd be like, I'm intrigued. Who am I giving up? They'd say Dejounte Murray. Be like, all right, just hang up. Not even a word. Just hang up the phone. <laughs> not, we're not even doing this. <laughs> it's tough, man. Like, and and that's really where I'm sitting because. I love the win the wind horse pod that came out and you know, which and now Bleacher Report took it and now it's going viral where he talked about how the Knicks need to trade Burks, trade Fournier, trade Kemba. I mean, I've been screaming that for weeks. I need those guys to be traded. That's the only yeah. way this team will be unlocked. And I think Randall will be unlocked. So I'm not di- I'm not dying for Randall to be traded, but if that's gonna make teams call us <laughs> and then we'll start talking from there, I kind of like that strategy. You know, just to see what's up and just to poach for next year. But if we're just sticking this year, we're going to stick with realistic trades for the Knicks. Like, I'll take Levert for Fournier. Like that that money matches. I'll I'll trade for Justin Holiday for uh, to get him back on the squad for like a couple picks. But nothing is going to fix this team. Like I don't see no. anyone um, unless we do something insane, like trade for. Bradley Beal, like it'll change up the chemistry of this team. It'll make me intrigued, excited, etc. But it's not gonna do it. Like honestly, you know what would intrigue me the most? And this is nobody's gonna like this, but if we get Eric Bledsoe, or if we get uh, I know, if we get Buddy Healed for for a Burks or a Fournier, like if those are the changes you make and we get some money off our books and we kind of have the same thing away from this team. Please. Oh, do not. Okay, so it. so you would rather you would rather have more money on your books and Burks at point guard or Evan Fournier? Like even Tim doesn't want Fournier in there. You know who, who, okay, give me the give me the idea for Burks. Let me hear who who who, who are we getting? For, who are we getting? I mean, for Boyd, though, let's hear it because the Clippers don't even have picks. So who are we getting? I mean, if, if they literally call us and say we'll give you Bledsoe for Fournier or Levert for Fournier, I am driving that man to the airport. Which airport do you like? <laughs> we'll get your money off our books and we'll be good to go. We'll save a year of money at the very least. And a player will play basketball. Like Karis Levert will play basketball in this lineup. For oh, I'll, take does Clare, not. I'll, take, I'll take Karis Levert. Eric Bledsoe is a whole other story. <laughs> like really? Like you're not taking, you don't want Bledsoe starting instead of maybe Burks. Like you, you don't really like, really? I know you saw that nine game win. I'd rather I rather race Deuce. that. I'd rather see what Deuce does. Thank you. I take the L's with Deuce. Don't matter. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. fair. That's, yeah. I take that, the L's with that's Deuce. fair. That's fair. But you're saving money. You know what I'm trying? Like, if if you want to build for the future, if teams, if you're talking about stock going down. Like, <laughs> what do you think the Burks and Fournier stock are going to be this time you need next year? Firing contract with a pick attached for Burks. That's what I want. Give me a pick. Hopefully late first rounder. If I can't get that, give me a second. Give me a two second round. Give me I think you. I think you can even get that for Fournier. I think if Sacramento's down bad because they're trying to get some veterans, you can say, "Hey man, you want Fournier?" Because you don't get Dude. veterans out there. You can have the, no, There's listen. a team option with this guy. You can keep him. <laughs> Sacramento's down bad because their books suck. Like they exactly. want to get rid of everyone. So exactly. we're gonna. We would have to eat terrible. Like that's why we get Fox. That's why we get Halliburton because they'd add some terrible contracts for us to eat. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Like the only time I'd be ready to eat a contract, have like ruin our books a little is like for Dinwiddie, you, you know, this, somebody who's going to pretend to be a point guard. I'll eat, I'll, I'll, I'll eat some minutes, but if for another shooting guard, for another wing, for a power forward, like for Zach Levine, like Zach Levine played with Tibbs, you know, I, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, the Carl Anthony Towns, let's trade, let's trade Randall and all of our picks and some rookies for Carl Anthony Towns. And then what? 
Now we're back to square one. That's why he's got to build the assets, man. He's got to take the draft picks or, or the young guys and keep your cap flexibility. There's no, you're right. There's no, there's nothing, man. There's nothing you could do to have this team be a contender right now. So that's why I'm just looking to the future, man. You know how you make this team a contender? You give RJ Barrett have more usage. You run the offense through him, turns into an all-star next year. Then all of a sudden, okay, now you have one piece. You know, Cam Reddish shows that he can play a little bit, right? And then Obi gets more minutes, and these guys get better. And then you have more picks and stuff, and then people want to come here. You sign people in free agency in the year, two years down the line or whatever. That's how you have to do it, man, because there's no quick fix. And uh, <laughs> you're just guaranteed L's. Like, you're guar- not guaranteed L's. You're guaranteed not to win anything with Julius Randle on this on the squad like this right now, man. It's just yeah. not. So you're done. You're done with this year. Oh, I mean, dude. Yeah, I mean, listen, the only way I can see this year actually turning around with the team that they have is like. They trade some of these guys and Cam Reddish comes in and starts like really, really, really bowling. And then Derek Rose comes back and he's like D Rose again. And then Randall, if he's still on the team, is like playing like Draymond. Not like, not like, obviously not like Draymond, but like passing the ball. And even then, yeah. it's like your first round exit. You know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't matter. It's over. It's no competition. Okay. All right. done. I'm you're so done. done. You're so I've done. done. If you get a playing game, if you get a playing game, we might win it. But you're you're so so you're you're officially game. on the sellers. You're officially on the Knicks or sellers. I've been selling. I've been selling since the fifth grade. You know, I've been. I've been, <laughs> <laughs> I've been selling. No, I, I, I've been selling for sure. Um, listen, man. The only the only person who I'm like kind of like eh, what I trade a lot of the kids and stuff for is in like Randall or whatever is like. I I love Spider Mitchell, man. I think that he is the guy who's plays the most important position on the court. He's like the primary ball handler. He's from New York. He's same timeline as RJ. Like he's like a couple years, a year or two older or whatever, like three years old. He's he's under 25, right? He's under 25, right? But Alex? I think he is under 25. Yeah. yeah whatever. He's, he's a younger guy. He's, he's from your like, hood. Yeah, he's from. I, I get it. <laughs> I get area, it. <laughs> and he he fits the need we do. And he's a shot creator, and he stays healthy. He's a guy that, with him and RJ, I feel like you could you could build around that. But they're gonna want RJ in any kind of. They're not gonna even yeah. discuss anything else yeah. about RJ. And then, would I trade RJ for him? I, yeah, I mean, I, pro- I probably would do it. But what, I mean, I'm not willing to gut the whole team for for him to. Like for him to part, to play with Randall, like that's for sure. Like Randall, <laughs> the, there's, no, the yeah, there's is, no way to slice it, man. It's over. It, it, but Gobert and Randall is nice. Like you could you could you could start you could start the conversation with Mitchell and Randall. You could start the conversation. I don't I, I don't think that Utah is going to shut the phone. I really <laughs> don't. Especially if they're getting the inkling that Mitchell wants out eventually, and they're not going to be able to re-sign him. That's a team that needs a superstar to come in that that they embrace. Well, yeah, Randall's not a superstar. Yeah, he's not a superstar. He's just a star. He's a star. Like, all right, star. He's a star. I won't say super. I'll say all. How about that? Average, all star. Average starter. <laughs> starter. He's I, an all star, man. Come on. And I and I get <laughs> least in a, most inefficient high usage player in the entire NBA, according to Jonathan Macri. 41% from two, 31% from three, four turnovers, 3.5 turnovers a game, worst plus minus on the team. Doesn't even show up to press conferences. 
So call that a star. Call that like a star. When do, when I don't want any stars on my team. That. I don't want any stars on my team. I didn't realize the stat book now shows up by press conferences. Mark Berman will be so hyped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mitchell, Mitchell. So Mitchell's 25. I like Mitchell and RJ next to each other for sure. That's that's box office, man. I mean, that that's that's legit. Thing is that you're as you said, R, you'd have to put RJ in that deal to get Donovan Mitchell. I think it's all Unless you're ready to give up a lot of draft picks for for Utah, I mean, and I'm I'd be. I don't Rather even know if I, Yeah, I don't even know if I'm ready to. Well, he's he he signed the extension, so he won't be he won't be available for a while. But the thing is, we're still like a building team too, so we need those draft picks if we're moving right. these guys. That's the that's the other thing. And that, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's just, it's just tough. And I would. Oh man, you get Donovan at the point guard. You get a shooting guard. He's so versatile, man. God damn. That'd be Two, great. I hope <laughs> get back to back 50 ball, 50 balls in the playoffs, bro. That's what that guy does. Yeah. Randall had 50 points in five games, probably in the playoffs. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the different levels to this guys from Connecticut. Well, Donovan, Donovan's your, Donovan's your one Randall. Uh, Is he if we need, Donovan. Hell yeah. He look, yeah, yeah. Come on. He looks so much better. That's the one thing I don't, I don't really agree with. Like he looked so much better when he had Conley in there, when he had Rubio in there. Like he's number he's, one. He's better with a point guard. Like I'm telling you guys right now, if the Knicks trade Randall, even straight up for Mitchell, doesn't matter. I wouldn't want Obviously, Mitch, a bunch of picks, a bunch want, of nonsense. The 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 billboard in New York City is going to be one basketball, no point guard. How can Mitchell and RJ co you know coexist? It, that's well, that's literally going to be the story. Here's the thing, I he's not a full time point guard if he came here. I wouldn't want him as a full time point guard. But the fact that he can be versatile and play point where it's like you're in the playoffs, you need somebody else to do it. There he is. He's right there. You got you got you got a short you got to shorten that rotation and then you're Gamer, like bro. That that's Definitely. that dude. That's that dude. Killer, Please. bro. 50 <laughs> balls in the playoffs, bro. <laughs> I agree. It's not a joke, dude. I was going to wear a Mets hat. hat. Yeah. Ah, this game like fans I'm of not fans. A Mets of- fan. Who cares? I'm a, I'm a diehard Yankees fan, but he, people, that's, that's, you know, we're going to go from that. You know, that's just our dream. We're dreaming of that. The, the hometown kid, we know who likes the baseball can you imagine, team. Can you imagine him? <laughs> be, that's a lot of, that's two hometown kids you got. That's legit. So legit. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not going to work, but you know, whatever. We can man, dream. We can dream, man. There, there's it, reports bro. out there. Just, just, just trade me Kemba for like Justin Holiday, and I'll be happy guy. Give me <laughs> trade Fournier out of here. Burks out of here. Like, I, Actually, last thing, last thing. I know Alex and I have talked about it a bunch. Uh, there's the news that this guy wants a ridiculous extension. But the one name that's been out there, which can kind of fit on the squad, is Jeremy Grant. So, and he fits he fits Fournier's money, but the thing is he's going to want, he was going to want cash. However, however, you Ari, you're talking about getting money off your books. Like if we somehow scheme the Grant, trade and then just don't sign him like that's money off our books and we save a yeah, year give me a pick attached to it then or something i can think of any schmuck who makes a lot of money he's off the <laughs> jeremy gray is not a schmuck come no, on i know but i'm saying like <laughs> you're just gonna have the same problem with ob again now he's playing behind jeremy grant it's like you know it's i i, okay. I just think that these are all maybe make you a little better maybe make you a little worse but you have to be ready to win, and we're not ready to win. And the four seed last year has Tibbs and Leon thinking that we were like, you know, 
just a couple of shot creators away from getting past the Hawks and a healthy Mitchell Robinson. We're in the second round. And then against Philly, you know, Ben Simmons goes crazy. All of a sudden you win that, you're in the Eastern Conference Finals, right? It's like, I, it's not that easy. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I just thought, I knew it was fake. I knew it was fake news the whole time. Um, <laughs> it was so obvious, but this is, man, at least it's, it could be so much worse because if we do trade like RJ two first rounders quickly and Obi for like Dame or something and oh, oh. Dame and Randall, like I'm, oh. I'm not I'm coming on any Knicks podcast ever again. <laughs> like you just wasted the next ten, you would literally waste the next five years of my life just with like second round exits forever and ever and ever. So, you know. It's good. like sometimes, you know, how they say you got to be rock bottom before you, you, you come up when, when you're doing drugs or whatever you're doing or whatever your life, you have to hit rock bottom before you change. Hopefully in Miami yesterday with Randall, you know, doing his garbage again and not even talking a thing, maybe that's rock bottom. And now it's going to cause something to change, man. And hopefully it's about my, my move is picks, man. Give me picks and young players on rookie deals. Or For cheap what? deals that are expiring soon. Tibbs doesn't play rookies, right? That's the narrative. What are you gonna do with picks, dude? You were talking about for the next five well, years. Tibbs gonna have to play rookies. What I was <laughs> telling Alex, what I was telling Alex, what I was saying to Alex before is, I fucking hate Tom Thibodeau, bro. Okay. Oh, however, God. however, I wouldn't fire him because you cannot have that position being a turnstile. You can't have the turnover in that position the way the Knicks have. So Leon got to sit down with him and be like, listen, man. I'm taking away. I'm taking away your little toy, Julius, over here. You don't have the toy anymore. And these are your pieces. You want to. You want to keep your job. To play these. Play these guys. Mix in your vets here and there. This is where the, the thing is. It's player development. That's it. If you can't handle it, then you don't have to stay here anymore. That's like that's basically it. And I think Tom Thibodeau actually could be a good coach for young. Like he's been good. He's developed talent in the past when he's been with the Bulls and so forth. I think if you actually force his hand to actually play some young guys, I think you get these young guys actually like up there and running. And I think that's what he is. I think he's a stopgap coach, man. He's not going to be the guy that wins it all for you. But yeah, you need somebody who can lay the foundation. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, exactly. Or or like the Dwayne Casey to to Nick Nurse. You need somebody there to to create that foundation for everybody to do it. He's, yo, we had our Nick guy. Nurse, Alex. We had our Nick Nurse. How's He's the culture guy? Mike Miller? Mike Miller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Classic. On that note. <laughs> on that note. Yo, Ari, it's been great having you on, man, and talking Nick's with you, man. Absolutely. Please let our listeners know where they can find you, where to follow you, and all that type of stuff. If you got anything Four-time fan champ. Four-time yeah, yeah, champ. Yeah, yeah, So um, <laughs> I'm going to – I'll keep my uh, – just find me on Twitter, Ari from Manhattan. <laughs> One M, so A R I F R O M, and then an Manhattan. Only one M. Find me on Twitter, and um, you can catch me. Well, I'm, I'm I'm not showing up to Knicks Fan TV until someone gets traded. But on <laughs> February 10th, I'll be back on Knicks Fan TV, moderating and and calling in then, and you and you catch me on Spaces and stuff. So all right from Manhattan, and of course, and John, Alex, love love talking to you guys. Um, I'll come on whenever you want. The day Randall gets traded, maybe you want to have me back on. I, I love to come back on. I'll bring some fucking champagne or some shit. <laughs> Whatever no, it I'm, is. I'm hyped for Knicks Fan TV, Ari from Manhattan trade deadline special on the oh, 10th. Man. Let's That's go. It. That's it. Let's, let's do it. Let's pray to God these guys, some of these guys go. We're going we're gonna to play back some of this conversation today. Yeah. Let's, let's do it, I don't even need Randall gone right now. Like, I love it. But, like, just get rid of Fournier. 
or Ken oh, Lud, get rid of Burks. As long as Cam Reddish yes. gets me some minutes and we get some money off the books, you give me a pick or something, I'll, I'll yes. take it. I'll take that. You can also find Ari on, on the basketball court. We used to hoop back in the day. Are you still hooping, man? Are you still hooping anymore? I, I, I do hoop, but I don't have as much time as I did before, and I tore my Achilles after um, back in our days when we used to hoop, so I, definitely not the same, but I do still hoop. I probably hoop like once every month, maybe three weeks or something. I'll, uh, go, I'll go to the rec and, and, and hoop it up. What about I you? I'm, I'm, on the same, I'm at the same spot too, man. If I, if I get it. You know how it is, man. When you're busy, Alex you get older. Alex was a scrappy one. You get in you, like John Stark's defense. Like, get up in you, chase you around 90 feet. Like, that's what Alex. Well, rugby was. Alex. Yeah, man. Uh, that was relentless out there. Then you had Ari with his, uh, Ari, Ari would give you the shake and bake with his crossover. It was legit, man. I was, call me, I he called me, yo, he, 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 he caught people sweet. Because the other thing, Ari would walk in with his new balances. This kid would just walk in with his new balances. He'd be like, oh, okay, this kid's got new balances on. Then he crosses you up, and then you're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Five foot nine inch Jewish kid coming in with new balances. You're like, all right, this guy sucks, or whatever. The bang is like, that was it. Yeah, man. We got to hoop, man. We got to hoop again. Hoop again at some point. Kids with nice sneakers stink. That's a fact. That, That is a fact. That is a fact. And on that note, on that note, all right, thank you for coming on. Everyone, you can find Ari on Twitter, as he said. You can also find him moderating a Knicks fan TV in the chat. He's all over the place, man. You could, if, Knicks, if Knicks are involved, this man's around. So please make man. sure to give him a follow, him and he'll, he'll talk Knicks to you to, to the day he dies, all right? But everyone, thank you for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. Please make sure to give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, we're available on all other audio platforms, whether that's Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it, we are there. Please make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also hit that like button when you watch a video and hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And while you're there, Winnie Picks Weekly, as I said earlier, come on, don't you want to hear John and video producer Greg go down the NFL slate, talk about some NBA betting and get your picks in and make sure you're doing it right? These guys will help you out. And the last and certainly not least, guys, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. All right, everyone, we'll catch you later next week for another Knicks episode. We out. Let's go Knicks, baby. Oh.